0: she bring through from Heartland today, returning to the show, Tina Alexis Allen. I just I'm thrilled to do this again with you. again. I'm always happy to be with you. Like we said off camera, off, off uh, air. we uh, we can do this every day. We I could. It be our you know, it'd be a blast. It would be it would be a blast. And I'm watching. <laughs> I don't want to go into thing. But I'm started watching Outsiders again. Did you? Yeah. So from the beginning, yeah. Yeah. So I had a a new acquaintance who uh, reached out to me and said uh, when she learned I was in the show, oh, I just binge watched it. I couldn't stop watching, and oh my God, I love that show. It's on Hulu now, so So people can really officially binge watch it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I just I I can't stay seated that long to watch watch it. 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 I'm too hyper. Hyper, yeah, so, okay. I like to get up and roll around myself, so yeah. yeah. uh, you've yeah. know, got uh, some episodes so maybe. me but, you're you're nice. You're, the, nice the nice thing is, though, is you can watch it, because everything streams, you can watch it at when you want to watch it. You know, 4 well, right. in the morning, I can watch some, I can anytime. I love that. I love that it's like I do So a little bit about yeah. yeah. yourself for, for new listeners. Yeah, well, I'm an actress, a writer, producer, uh, author of which we've talked about before, hiding out, and um, just living in Hollywood right now. I, I also live in New York, but I've been spending most of my time kind of pre pandemic in LA uh, working on various projects. Um, I was just most recently on a lifetime movie called 12 Desperate Hours. Yeah, that's uh, yeah. yeah, Gina Gershon's directorial debut. Got to play a, fantastically uh, wacky character in my Francine, and we've been streaming that on Lifetime, too. This came out a few weeks ago, I believe. Um, so that's happening. And then, yeah, I'm just busy right now with two projects. Um, I have a feature film that's about to start shooting um, in New York City at uh, the end of April called Park Avenue, starring Fiona Shaw. Uh, Felicia Rashad is also in it, and um, just an amazing ensemble cast. Um, so I co-wrote that with the director, Gabby July, so that will be happening soon. Did you fill us hey, uh, the area of that film? Yeah, it, um, it, it's a mother-daughter story. It's um, interesting. Um, it kind of has some more themes to a lot of my work, which is Family Secrets. Yeah. Um, and... Um, it's sort of the role, of course, of Park Avenue, uh, and how uh, a daughter basically comes home after a sort of self-imposed exile um, in her midlife to um, sort of resolve family secrets and unbeknownst to her. Her mother is actually in the process of dying, and she comes to realize that, and they sort of have a coming-together um, Thankfully, before that actually happens, so it's really about unearthing family secrets, which, interesting enough, is also a theme in my um, my other project that I have written and will direct, uh, the Men's Room. So, yeah. but uh, the, the process of writing mean, for you, can you tell yeah. us a little bit about that thing? Yeah, I mean, I there's there's a lot of stories that I'd like to tell. Um, I started writing as a um, counter to uh, not working as much as an actress uh, as much as I wanted to. And so, like many people in the industry, especially actors, you know, we try to create our own work. So I just started writing out of that. I wrote uh, a few solo shows for myself to, um, to obviously play that were autobiographical. Um, one of them played my dad, as you know, and that to for the memoir, um, the memoir Hiding Out. So, yeah, it really came out of that, and then, um, you know, I started writing screenplays, and again, an opportunity to act in film, and then I've been, you know, more recently started getting hired to write, um, White Park Avenue and other projects, um, and then, um, yeah, so I sort of concurrently are writing like for other people for hire, and then of course my own projects like the men's room, um, you know, things that are near and dear to my heart, things that I want to say. When you, is there a time of the day that you or do you, you start doing it when you, it comes to your, how, how do you? Yes. Yeah. Well, because I'm. You know, because I wear a few different hats, you know, there's, a, there's days I have an audition, so that's really my whole focus, you know, is, is, is getting ready for that and putting myself on tape since everything's really self taped now. Um, then there are days that I have more time, and I tend to write more in the afternoon. Um, I like to go to the gym if I have a day where I, where I know I'm going to write, so I try to get the gym out in the morning and then sort of settle down. Uh, with maybe a little cup of coffee in the afternoon and, um, and write on my scripts. Or if I'm you know, writing for hire, then I'll be, be writing kind of midday through the afternoon. That's kind of the time I have to I mean, it's not to say last night, after dinner, I sat down uh, and I had been writing, working on a rewrite of The Men's Room yesterday, uh, just tweaking. And then last night I picked up my computer after dinner. I, I just kept going, and then and then worked for a few hours last night. So, yeah, kind of kind of off the but then if there's spaces where it's just it's worrying or yeah. uh, I have the time, yeah, yeah. Um, and the thing with writing is you can't you can't afford to wait for inspiration. Unfortunately, I mean, sure, the original idea you want to be inspired by, but once you get it and you make a decision to write, you, you, you don't want to wait until you're inspired because, you know, you'll be writing something for the rest of your <laughs> life because part of the I'm so inspired is sitting there. And doing it. Oh. just sitting there, yeah, you might not feel anything for the first 10 minutes, maybe even the first 30, but, you know, then the wheels start moving. The train leaves the station. You're like, oh, wow, it's sitting here for an hour and a half. That's great. I, I know when you say that, I've, I've asked a lot of authors over the years about, I know, script writing, different, some of them, because you'd hear things about writer's block, and one of my favorites was when I asked an author, this is my very early radio, a couple of decades ago at least, and he said, when I need motivation, he said, I've got all my bills on the refrigerator door. <laughs> 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 and, and, that's that's it. It. and another yeah. artist, I was many years ago, had a shed with a word processor. And a lot of younger people are going to know, you know. It was... A word processor not hooked up to be not hooked up anywhere. Right. And he had an old time clock, and he would punch in and sit there and write or not. while wow. he'd punch out, he'd get two breaks and a lunch a day. You know, that reminds me a writer. That's that's what he does. That's all he does. He's a writer. But um, he gets up, and he goes to the office every day. You know, every day during the week. He just goes, whether he thinks there's something or not, or you know, he's always writing something, that he feels getting out of the house going somewhere. Um, and honestly, after getting a puppy two years ago, I could use an office this <laughs> But that's it. Well, yeah, initially, I mean, uh, she, you know, she's an Italian greyhound, and that's uh, for, for those who don't know, that's a miniature greyhound. Uh, so you probably know those big greyhounds like to run. Well, the little ones, they, they can run just as fast, and uh, they're, just, they're just a bundle of and her energy and, of course, added to the puppy syndrome of just, you know, that... He was, you know, those two combined are just like non stop. So I'd have to I'd, 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 I'd be on the floor with the puppy. I'd be rolling out with the puppy. Yes, puppy chase me, me chasing the dog, you want I know that? Yes. Yeah, I like to play I like to play with her. The little the little little jock, the little athlete in me comes out and I just love to, you know, just play and ball and roll and, you know, whatever, you know, just have a good time. She's she's a good outlet for a uh, playfulness, right? yeah. 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 You know, right. Reminding yeah. us to, to, be to be playful. To be playful, and there's nothing like a love of, you know, they're just pretty much <laughs> going on. It's, like, you know, it's interesting to me, I've told this story, I'm going to make it very brief, and we took in the rescue rabbits for a couple of decades, a lot of them, and some of them came from such horrific backgrounds, such uh, one came from a terrible abuse and then awful neglect. And to see the change after, she would scream when she would see my hands. she shuts the door, she would scream and back up. It was like it was terrible. You know, I had to out there. And I had to check her teeth initially, and just kind of let her find her way. And yeah. she would run. X amount of months later, she would run to the door when I go to leave in the morning and want me to pat her. But in the way I interpreted Tina is yes. In her mind, she's thinking yes. Boys, men, whatever, hurt me. But not this yeah. guy. This guy loves me. This guy yeah. loves me. And a lot of humans can't, won't, or don't do that. They get hurt. Mm-hmm. And that's, yes. that's it. And here are these pages yeah. And the unconditional love. Oh, I, I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I love drugs. so you know, Thank <laughs> to uh, sort of face um, herself and of course be there for her son and then make a big decision on what to do next. Wow. So a <laughs> Yeah, it explores you know, the men's side of the Me Too movement. Um, as you know, my book explores and just in my own life I've had plenty of experience uh, with my own Me Too stories and um, I directed a play, I think I've shared this with you maybe before, but I directed a play um, about four years ago, after my book tour, three years ago, um, called Extremities. It was a movie eventually that um, Farrah Fawcett had done many years ago. But I started out, it's originally a play. and I directed it, and one of the things that I uh, experienced doing the play was uh, we had scheduled to have a lot of talkbacks after... Um, various shows with experts, therapists, uh, victims, survivors, you know, all, all kinds of um, people with experience around me, too. Uh, and what I came to find out was that there was a very interesting um, conversation and questions that were coming from the men in the audience. And I, I guess over time just sort of thought, you know, there's a real missing here with men's voices not really inside of the Me Too movement. And you know, initially for good reason. Women need to lead that and have needed to lead it and it's really women primarily who have been the victims. So it makes perfect sense, the rhythm and the speed um, the trajectory of the movement. But now we're at a place where we're starting to hear about some of the men's stories. Brendan Fraser, um, you know, other actors who, who few who have come forward. So it's not only women, but what I feel is that when men, whether men are straight or gay or asexual, bisexual, it doesn't matter. Um, Many men are groomed. Many men have been uh, inappropriately um, touched, abused, groomed by coaches, priests, you know, teachers, you know, go on and on. Um, Directors producers, you know, people in the world with power. That's really the point. And um, and what are those stories? And how could we be served as a culture if men felt they had the permission to be more forthright? And um, I think it takes a level of humility just because of the pressure that society puts on men to be dominant and or strong at all costs. And I think that's changing, and so I was hoping, and am hoping, that a movie like this, it's fictional, um, but that, that, a, that a movie like this would do more than just go to film festivals and screen, hopefully on uh, streaming platforms, but also be a tool that we can take to conferences or workshops or men's summits, that we can offer them to, to watch this and just open up potentially men's healing as well. Conversation about that—that's that—that's interesting, and that it certainly touches home uh, with me, having well, I was a, abused as a, a child. And yes, um, I Yes, and, uh, yeah, and, yeah, and, yes. and we've talked about that. And, and it just yeah. it just remind—I hadn't. There's something that I'm not going to blame right now, but it's something I hadn't thought about. About one of the people that I told—I um, was at a conference and, and um, years ago, obviously many decades ago and I shared this with a, a buddy of mine we, he was from we needed we, these conferences he wasn't from the, this area and when I told the reaction I shared it with I don't know why I shared that I hadn't thought about this in forever Tina and it did not go well I was stunned at his reaction I was sharing with him about being abused as a child yeah. and he interpreted somehow. I was coming up, like, should I sleep with my pants on? It's like, whoa, I mean, talk about that part. This, you know, hey, yeah. this guy's from out of town. I can share this with him, you know, he's not gonna, yeah. uh, you know, assure i buddies. I mean, we did all kinds of, yeah, stuff in this country. That's interesting. The threat, right? The threats yeah. like that. Yeah, so I think. Yeah, and I think a lot of a lot of men in particular women really probably do feel threatened by those conversations. And I've learned something really fascinating by having some conversations with. share honestly with each other. And what was so fascinating in this conversation I had uh, with one of the organizers of more of a tug-of-war, a a play on who's going to dominate this relationship. So there's a power play, a a dominance um, inside of those relationships. And when he said that men don't trust men, I I, probed and and he said, well, in general, we started, of course, with the dad. You know, the dad, even if he's a good dad, historically, I'm, I'm talking, you know, our generation and, and probably before even more so. But, you know, not really coming from a heart. You know, come home from work, kind of detached, um, not really available emotionally. And so that thing gets passed on and gets passed on. And then next thing you know, we, we can all safely say, well, that's our culture. And, that's, and so from dad to son, from dad to son, from dad to son, we've had this lack of... Say a heart-centered relationship, and so I found that Mm -hmm. fascinating. When he was sharing that, that has been his experience with uh, you know working with so many men across the country, in fact, across the globe. Um, And then this idea of dominance was really fascinating—that men somehow feel because their power is oftentimes seen as You know, am I strong or not? Or am I a strong guy, whether it's emotionally, mentally, um, physically? Uh, I need to dominate. You know, who's dominating this world? Um, Having five brothers, I kind of get it now. (laughs) I I, I see that, you know, I see that vibe amongst them, but I hadn't really thought of it in those terms because I'm not a man, so this was very interesting information. And so, The takeaway, which is something that I'm working on in my script and in the men's room, is also where are the male allies? You know, where can men find safety among each other? Where they're not about, I have to dominate you to have a friendship with you or uh, a connection with you. Uh, I can just be on the same plane and nobody has to dominate anyone. And that's a new concept, I think, according to him for a lot of men. That's so neat. We need to do that, right? That's interesting, interesting. I, yeah, I don't know why I never thought about that, but I never really... Ah, well, I not either, and, and, and I'm certainly far from an expert on this, and obviously but it's it a me, once he sort of laid it out, I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, I can see that. And so, if you're not able to trust a man as a man, and your, your goal is sort of in first First position is okay. Who's dominating who? That's our first exchange. Um, where does that leave the potential for intimacy yeah. and a sort of heart-centered relationship with you know man to man? So interesting. You shared that about that guy because he went to you know full-blown defense Yeah, yeah. and sort of like, what happened to him or anything. But he, he obviously was very triggered yeah. on so the other so what was that about? was that uh, about, you know, yeah. yeah, yeah, and I, and I you know, I, no, I'd love to find him <laughs> decades later, I, I don't know, I don't even remember his, his, his name, but it was just yes. odd, and, and, and that's not, for me, that's odd, that dominant thing, and it, it's, yeah, When <laughs> I mean, you're a gentle, sensitive star, I imagine that would be, it's, it's, and right. I hear it, and I, I just, for you saying it, you know, I, I see. I can see it with with some how uh, they are, and you wonder what's what's what are those walls about? What are they? Why you know even people that I've talked a lot about my father and I I, I miss him. I love them. Uh, his he, he was difficult. I always said they they were a wonderful couple that they shouldn't have had. You know, <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 seriously, I mean I you know. They, Adore each other. I'm glad you're, you're here. Well, so thank you. And you have to make a choice that not some people feel, well, my dad, that's because that's how my dad did it. And, I, and you know, I've always wondered that when someone was, we hear, and I won't even use the, uh, someone he, making an excuse for being violent in a relationship. Well, my dad hit my mom. Away. And I'm thinking, how did you feel as a little boy? Well, why would you? Why would you do that? Why would you do something that was so important to you as a child just because? Well, it was okay for my dad? I, I never understood that. Uh, again, there were things I learned from my dad. I was really grateful. His teaching methods, not not so much. But you absorb what's useful. And... Well, I don't know. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm going off on that you know. I just I don't understand I I was just going to say that, you know, not everyone has the awareness or the willingness to change their legacy. And, you know, it takes, takes, you know, strength and vulnerability to break patterns, as we know, to break long-standing family patterns and dynamics. So, you know, with an abusive dad or an abusive mother or, you know, alcoholic violence, uh, whatever it is, um, yeah, you get to a place in your life where you say, hopefully, I don't have to repeat this, but of course, as we know, you know maybe that pattern, I might argue might be harder for us to break because they, they haven't historically had um, a platform that supports them being vulnerable it's not encouraged. Women, obviously, we, we are the more, you know, typically more vulnerable um, of the sexes, and and so that's sort of built in, but you know, we're, we're allowed that. Um, I don't think men in general get that kind of permission, certainly that we do, and that's, that's kind of at the heart of what um, I'm trying to say in this piece that I've written, um, Men direct, yeah, the men's room, Need study space. There needs to be space. And, and we as women also can be a great support for that. And I think we are. I think there are many women that are really supporting and want men to speak out. Um, but but you know, the antagonism that also, understandably, has surfaced from the Me Too movement. You know, it's, it is understandable, and it doesn't have to be the end. It's like anger. You know, it's like getting angry at anything, or anyone, or any situation that's wrong. It's absolutely appropriate to be angry. But we all know that relationships go nowhere if you stay in the anger. I mean, at the end of the road, hopefully, you find some forgiveness, even if that's just for you to move on. So it's the same with with anything that makes us, you know, angry, justified, or not. It's, it's that That is a choice. Am I going to stay there or not? Indeed. So maybe what's on the other side of that is having, finding forgiveness and also realizing that we are not the only gender that's hurt by this. <laughs> that's, that's, that's incredible that you're, you're doing this project because it's so important. By the way, yeah. I did look up the I've got the, that Mankind project. I'm going to look into that. It's very, yes. Yeah. yes, I've shared it with a few of my uh, male friends, and um, I somehow you know, just So fascinated by it, yeah. And they're they sort of loosely consulting on the project, um, and have given me some really sound advice, um, uh, just in terms of storytelling. And based on the dynamics that they've shared with me, that I wouldn't know otherwise being a woman. So I I just I just blows my mind. You know, Alexis Allen, that you're doing this because you know you're so heart-centered, and it's such an important conversation. And the film, when you say short film, yeah, you know, well, probably heard. it'll probably run around 20 minutes. So what we'll do with it is um, also gives it could I be anywhere, maybe at the end from 15 to, to 20. Um, it, like I said, with, you know, with films like that, you typically um, can you get on streaming platforms. And, of course, we would go to film festivals. Um, most of them have short film programs. That would be an obvious thing to do. But also beyond that, uh, as I said, our real mission with the film um, is to offer it to these kinds of um, um, organizations like Mankind and others where what we might do, for example, is just give the movie to them or let them give the movie to all the participants say of their worldwide conference. And so as they join uh, that that program, say it's a week conference or something, one of the things they might be able to do, for example, would be to watch our, our film just as a giveaway, um, just as some, some um, opportunity for them to, to open up in a more creative way. Um, sometimes movies have that effect on people, right? You know, sure. where you're like, oh, yeah, I remember seeing some movies in my 20s that really opened me up uh, to my own abuse and um, you know, just, just my own trauma. Um, yeah, I mean, I can remember sitting in a movie theater once and just weeping after it was over. Do sure. you um, remember the. That I or was long last year, last last yeah, yeah, sure. it was last exit to Brooklyn. Uh, it was a Jennifer Jason Leigh movie where she was, you know, sadly, um, you know, victimized, and um, and I just remember sitting in the movie there afterwards, and it just cracked me, you know, it just cracked me open, which of course I needed. Uh, I was starting to deal with some of my own, you know, history. At that point, so, um, but I think, you know, that's the power of movies. It's um, certainly to bring joy, but also sometimes to open us up in a, in a way that needs opening to heal. And to get that perspective and we you know, touch things in your. That, that yeah. happens with me all the time, seeing movies and certain movies that, certain scenes that I want to see again because I want to feel that, yeah, emotion, yeah, again, and explore it. A Exits of Brooklyn, I'm not sure. Yeah. yeah. And, and that was an interesting film, too. Um, oh, that, was, um, um, that was Meryl Streep. yes. Um, with... Um, I yeah. Um, it, um, John, um, was a John Patrick Shanley play that was on Broadway. Um, Jerry Jones won the Tony for it, and then Meryl Streep played the, the nun in that. Movie. That's right. That's right. Um, and Viola uh, Davis stole the movie. <laughs> there's one scene. She was brilliant as the, the victim's, the alleged victim's mother. Um, just, you know, that scene forever will be invented um, in my mind, and I'm sure anyone who saw that movie will never forget Viola Davis's, you know, struggle as a mother and what to do, and yet, and there's a little bit of that in the men's room in the sense of, you know, the lead character that I'm I'm actually going to play is the actress. Um, um, And she, in this ambitious nature that she has, (coughs) it's not that she knew what had happened. But at the same time, she wanted so much for her son to be, you know, a a self-actualized young man that she thought sort of I'm not passing them off, but, but this this. The future for her boy. So there's a real sort of like zix of like, do I want to open this can of worms? And, and, and is it better just let always, you deal with it, whatever it is, or it will deal with you. And Absolutely. Uh, so true. Sure. Uh, so, uh, and I, I love that you're doing this, this film, because it's, it's, it's some of the things I didn't even think about, like the dominance, the male, I guess I thought of that in previous generations, maybe, or whatever. Yeah. I, but when you're saying that about the project, the Mankind Project, and some of the things that men, I, I don't know, I just, I, I know that mentality. I do know that, you know, where you talks about it, that idea that they've got to be. And the pressure, uh, in fairness, the pressure to think you've got to dominate in a, a friendship or, a, or whatever. Yeah. Uh, can you just be? Yeah. I, I guess I can. I guess some can't. You know, it's funny yeah. asking for this talk, talk with us about the fundraising. Yeah, um, um, so we're raising $30,000 um, for the project, and so that, that takes care of all of the pre-production costs, paying you know, crew and cast and locations and catering and everything, and then also the post-production, like editing costs and typos and marketing. And, Uh, just finishing the film. So um, right now we're at about 35% of our goal and we're we're, we're fundraising through Fractured Atlas, which is a uh, 501C, so anyone who donates gets a 100% tax deduction. Yeah, Yeah, and and, and Fractured Atlas supports projects that sort of have meaning. Um, have have, have some um, altruistic uh, um, good behind them. So they do support and so the funding goes through them and that's what allows us to give or for them to give the full deduction uh, for any amount. So yeah, we're about 35% there. We want to shoot uh, hopefully in June. So um, if anybody wants to donate, they can check out the men's room via Fractured Atlas uh, it's the men's room. A short film. And and, i so going to more about it. Well, I was just going to say it, there's more information on their site about it, and uh, also there's a short video where I talk a bit about the um, the, the movie and such. So. Yeah. And we've got those links up. People easy to find, easy to find, and you get more information there. And I love the fact that it, it's a tax deductible. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Yes, absolutely, very so than so there usual. Um, well, most people uh, that I know, and I've even used it myself um, in making uh, creative projects, often used, Indiegogo or Kickstarter. Uh, businesses use that too, a lot of startups. Webfaction Atlas, because they're a nonprofit. Uh, they have to uh, screen your project to make sure that it fits their uh, model uh, of sort of giving back. And because this project has a big uh, mission with it, we're not just you know making a movie, which is fine to do that. But um, because what we want to do with it is is much bigger and has a, a, a real uh, mission behind it, they have they selected us. Uh, so it's not just anyone can go on there. They do need to approve your project. And um, anyway, so yes, yeah, so sure, yeah, that's that's wonderful. Yeah, that's wonderful. So yeah, if you and would you anticipate it being done if you? Uh, oh, well, um, yeah. So if we were to shoot, um, let's just say we're hoping for mid-June. Um, I would say we're made you know through the summer to edit, and hopefully uh, by fall we would be submitting and starting to move, move it out. Um, that that's that's a pretty fast turnaround, but I think as um, so long as we have all the funding in place before we go. You know, we'll, we'll be in good shape. We'll have our editor lined up and we'll be, be moving pretty quickly. That's fantastic. I, you know, I mean, yeah. don't understand how that all happens, You know, but yeah. uh, it must take to put a film together. Well, usually, uh, like for example, Park Avenue, which is the film I mentioned early on that, that's going to start filming. Now that's a feature length, so that's more of a 90-minute film. Now that'll probably take a year. Uh, uh, that, you know, that would be the minimum, typically, for a feature. But because this is a short film, uh, we can move it along faster. Well, oh, that's, that's incredible. I, I love the concept, what you give me. It's so important. And uh, as a man, obviously, it's very important. As a man who's experienced the real experience, it's important. And to get out there, and, again, some people say it's overused, me too. To, it's not. Because when other people hear, I know my experience has been... You're open about it, and sort of, and I almost hate to use the, and don't use the expression the way really, I'm going to get into one of these arguments with myself, the permission to. It's like, yeah. yeah oh, and I've found that in conversations that I've had over the years, whatever it might be about, that you open a conversation or you start talking about something and then someone picks up and can relate to it and feel more comfortable talking about it. Absolutely. I mean, that's, that is everything. It's, um, it's just, you know, one person really does change the, the world, if you will, just by being brave. And I think those women who stepped forward initially uh, with Harvey Weinstein as an example, um, you know, those first people were really brave because it wasn't just... You know, the shame and embarrassment that naturally goes along with with being abused. That's just whether you're a man or a woman. It it, 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 it is a shame that you have to rid yourself of, and it's very difficult, because you you do blame yourself. Like, what did I do to bring this on? Like, this is very common. common. Uh It's it's very common. Um, But, you know, somebody had to speak up first. Somebody had to to step out, and not only was that happening with him in particular, but he was ruining people's careers. He was basically, you know, checkmating them um, with his power Then, if he spoke up or uh, even Resist. he was, was resisted his advances, he basically, you know, was blacklisting with all the power he had in Hollywood. I mean, I'm not saying he went to people and said um, you know, this person would, wouldn't have sex with you so don't hire her, sure. but he <laughs> found a way to say she's a a problem, so don't hire her. So there was a lot at stake for many actresses who came forward. Um, And, you know, speaking out after he basically um, blacklisted them was only going to make it worse, too, because at least in their eyes. And so I think it took a long time. And yeah, I think when women or men come forward, you know, the last thing that you want to do is what you're you know, acquaintance at the conference that is, you know, get defensive or yeah. attack back or question someone because it takes such bravery to speak out. Yeah, especially yeah. in the early days. That was a real—it was a risk, and it did not—did not. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. All that is just—like uh, yeah. I, I said, I thought about that. But you—again— yeah. like, when people understand, when you're saying that about, like, Harvey Weinstein and things like that, with art and the shame that goes, you know, that takes you yeah. know, the- why did I let him, you know, why did I let him, why did I say it was okay to come into the, into my room? I, I, I kind of felt like something was wrong, but, you know, it's Harvey Weinstein, and, yeah. and yes, I do yeah. want to know this man. Yes, I do want to be in his movies. Um no, no, I don't honestly. want to see. Yeah. I, I not in the door for that reason. And, um, That's, that's, you know, the subtlety uh, and some of the the crap that that does get under my skin when I hear that kind of talk, you know, where people that really are ignorant about the experience want to just blame um, the victim, victim, um, that that somehow, you know, you have a part in it, well, the only part we have in it is is not speaking up. That's you know, and that and that's something that people need, whatever they need to come to, to get to that point for their own healing is is up to them, um, because it's not an easy road to get there. But um, that's that's the only part we play in it as as victims. And um, I, what I love, you know is what this what the men's room will do for for men. Yeah, and for everyone, for everyone. Yeah, yeah. but it also yeah. encourage women to. Try to get guys to open up, which is <laughs> not an easy thing, I'm sure. Yeah. And and others to understand and to show yeah. that the way you, you've talked about it is going to be so vitally important. Uh, yeah, it's interesting because when we first communicated about it, I didn't, I thought, wow, this is you yeah, know there's so much regarding women, never enough for coming yeah. for what are yeah. talking about, it. and for men. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's, that's beautiful. You are such a beautiful yeah. human. Oh, hard, thank you, really hard. This thank is going uh, be wonderful. So, people, yeah. uh, we've got the links up. We can go. We can look for it. Uh, watch yep. that short video of yours and donate, please, if you can. Yes, because blessed. So uh, and until get an immediate uh, an immediate receipt from uh, Fractured Atlas, they'll give you a direct 100% deduction. So, um, uh, it's, yes, it's a good it's a good cause. It's it's you know something that isn't done nearly really? enough. So, like that, your time. Done. You're doing it. story. You're yeah. doing it. And I, yeah. I just, I, lo- I love that about you. I'm so grateful. So grateful well, for who you are in the world and what you're doing well, about, you know, Alexis Allen, yeah. honestly. And I, I uh, we'll catch up soon. Very much. will keep you posted with all of it. And uh, and uh, once we get, get rolling on production, we'll definitely, you know, I'll come back and, there's so much to say yeah and <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the other the other project and, your, and all the all the projects you're working on all yeah work. yeah so it was your spare time exactly. So, say you like to go to the gym and play with the dog I do I, I <laughs> do I do like to do that um, I, I'm finally back playing basketball you know if you had yeah. my joke, yeah. 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 I mean, up, uh, you know that uh, that was such a big part of my life um so I'm enjoying March Madness having been a college basketball player myself my um watching Maryland um, and um, all the other teams. But um, yeah, during that, I, I had an injury back in September, played basketball. I play once a week, felt some full-court pickup, and um, I got hurt. And I hadn't been, you know, so i have been out of commission. Um, I had a little tear, and I to really do a lot of waiting. Anyway, I got back on the court last Friday, and that was a lot so fun! So I'm hoping tomorrow to be back on the court, and um, yeah, that's a real fun thing. And when the weather is nice, which has been you know, very much <laughs> of that in LA, uh, I like to hike. I like to be outdoors. It's a lot outdoors uh, you yeah, know, like There's some, yeah, yeah. I've always said there's something about the being outdoors, and I exercise regularly, but to be out. To outside and do it, yep. especially to be in nature, to be in the park or whatever. There's something yeah. special about it. Certainly, I'm getting the, if I'm doing physical activity, I'm going to get that exercise, the cardio and stuff, regardless of how yeah. I do it, if I'm on the steps and the stairwell here or whatever. Yet, there's something about for the head that just is. So true. Beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, yeah. And, and art galleries, of course, because, you know, as an artist. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, you know and so, going to art galleries is really fun. In fact, exactly. you should check out Gina's um, website. She just uh, relaunched, um, revised right. it. Um, it's Gina, yeah, GinaRafiella.com. And uh, she's got some really cool uh, digital prints, a whole collection of others. Uh, so fun, you're going to love them. Yeah, you it you check know. it out. Yeah. 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 GinaRafiella.com. .com. And, you know, that's that's I'm yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're wonderful. Again, I'm, I'm glad with the basketball. I, I know nothing about March Madness. I know what's going on. I see it in the yes. news. just not. So in 16, I, 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 And that means? So in 16 means that, so that the last 16, many, many, many years ago. Um, I had had a blast. But the professional sports I've just never been into. And I learned as a man many, many years ago how to fit in. So, yeah, Yeah. going to a bar So how yeah. about those, oh, now yeah. is that? We just think that month, that month's of the year. year. Oh, yes, that's, <laughs> that's, uh, Yes, uh, yes, uh, yes, uh, yes. Uh, yes. Yeah. Uh, I don't want to say, how, how about those? Pittsburgh Pirates, like, Christmas time. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good a point. <laughs> no, I mean, usually know what, what season there, but the March Madness yeah. and The March Madness, uh, I hear it, I, I know what it is. I just didn't, don't know. It's the, yeah, yeah. it's basically the, the, the college Basketball tournament for men and women, yeah. and, and the madness is just because unlike the professional, um, the NBA, it, 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 there are really a lot of upsets. You know, number one seeds, you know, can get upset. That's like yeah. you what know, but everybody from the men's side, and that's all everyone wants to talk about. Like, can you believe that little school beat Kansas? Or can you believe? <laughs> that? um, so that's the madness part of it. It's just a lot of games, and a lot of. A lot of possibility for uh, Cinderella teams to to walk to the I am probably the only man that I actually many many years ago won a trip to the Super Bowl. You didn't? Well, did I, I a trip. Well, and, and you had a choice of a few. Was, I was looking for motorcycle parts or whatever, and it held out something, and, and it, I don't want to tell you a long story. I didn't think, I thought it was someone teasing a person, and then. And, uh, just no, I, got like, well, and, and I got to choose from, I can't remember the World Series, the, and I, all I wanted to know was where they were going to be, and this was going to be in San Francisco, so I thought, oh my god, and they gave you car rental, uh, money, hotel, but, and I thought go to the game, and guys that I knew like flipped, so you had Super Bowl tickets, and you didn't sell tickets, and I didn't, I just sold them for face value, whatever. I had a blast, though. I mean, it was, it was San Francisco, and San Francisco is one of the teams playing. So, oh, I, I don't go i to the city because everybody's out there. Well, oh, God. I'm sorry. I'm going on and on. But I I stopped. I stopped. And yet, you hit me <laughs> out of the Super Bowl. Absolutely not. I didn't. Well, I like, well, I'm well, that guy. You know, I love it. I love you very much. Thank I you. Love I love you, too, Lily. Thank, thank you so much. I love this project. Both projects, certainly. The man. Yeah, thank Thank you. Thank you. And thank you to your listeners, too. Thank well, you. lucky to have you. i lucky to have you. Thanks. Yeah. All right, honey. Love you. Love you, too. I'll talk, I'll talk to you soon. Soon. But if you haven't done it, please do. Again, we've got the links at the Holy Free Show. Go ahead also, so you can go directly or you
1: can...